0: Welcome into another episode of Will's Wide World of Sports. Today we got a jam-packed episode. My, my girlfriend Marlisha came on. We talked Lakers Warriors. Talked about Game 4, some of the adjustments that have been made. And then later in the episode, my brother Chris came on. And we talked uh, everything Mariners. Uh, we're both big Mariner fans, so we broke down kind of what we've seen so far this season. Went through a bunch of different players, to see how they're doing. So full episode full of basketball and some baseball coming up next It is Sunday afternoon, that means my girlfriend is back, talking basketball, talking Warriors-Lakers, or I guess I'll say Lakers-Warriors.
1: Warriors-Lakers.
0: No, I think it's Lakers-Warriors. Who's who's up two to one right now?
1: Warriors-Lakers.
0: Who's up two to one? Warriors. Yeah, you wish. Uh, Lakers (laughs) up two to one uh, after finishing out... uh, another blowout we've had two blowouts in the series so far mm-hmm. game four is tomorrow what do you most what are you most looking forward to in the game tomorrow
1: consistency from the reigning champs the warriors like let's not even talk about the lakers right now we're talking about the warriors the <laughs> reigning champs and i think everything comes down to what they want to bring we saw this in series one with the kings there was just that one game where something was off there was a lack of energy. Um Steph wasn't doing too much. Uh, No one else was really doing a lot. It looked like they just kind of gave up. I saw that same energy in this last game uh, against the Lakers. So I'm just looking forward to some consistency. If that means we got a whole bunch of three-point shots going in, I'm cool with that. If that means we're playing team ball, everybody gets putting up at least 20 points, I'm good with that too, but I'm I'm I need my rating chance to I need that energy to come out because I'm not seeing it.
0: Well, the the good news for the Warriors in Game Four, it's Game Four, and you know what that means. No. Last time I checked, four is an even number, and Anthony Davis, he only plays good in odd numbers. Oh. So mm. here we go. I mean, from the Lakers' perspective, I'm also looking for consistency, because I know you as you know you just focus on your Warriors. I mean, that's the same thing for the Lakers. And it's, yeah, it it's, gets frustrating at times. Mm-hmm. Because for both teams, like, you see how good they are. Yeah. And then you have no idea what's going to happen the next game. Mm-mm. I mean. Like, the Warriors, or, or I, guess, I guess I should say the Lakers looked terrible in game two. Yes, I thought they were going to lose game two. But, you know, you would like to see some fight. You're like, great, what's going to happen game three? Mm -hmm. Well, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. Well, that's not true. I mean, the Warriors were good for, they hung around for the first time. For some
1: time, yeah. But still,
0: so we don't know. Uh, Again, Anthony Davis game four, maybe will probably be not great. Mm -hmm. You know, not have the energy. The Warriors might come out with tons of energy. They win on the road. They have all the, the momentum and then go back home game five and lose. So it's it's frustrating both sides. Not it is. Just the Warriors. I mean,
1: because when you think about it, both teams blowing each other out. Like, what does that really mean about the team, like themselves? Yeah. Like, both teams have great capability of like really taking it all. Um, and I think that's what's scary for the Warriors is that, yeah, Lakers are a legit team and they have the talent and the skill to really take it all. And so it's like, okay, you don't have time to afford to just give up. And to not play it consistently, like you have to be able to lay it down and and show everybody why you're the reigning champs. So, yeah, I think it's just frustrating. And I think the Warriors have more than just Stephen Curry. And sometimes you only see that you only see him because he wants to consistently show up, maybe not dropping 50 every game, but he'll be in the 20s. Um, and then you have people like Draymond who won't make a layup. So you can't have that. You're, you guys you guys got to win. So (laughs) Draymond, get your 10, 15 points on the board and call it a game, okay?
0: Well, that's why you signed Jordan Poole. you're like, you need somebody (laughs) to score. Well, okay, first
1: of all, there's some bias in here because I know you don't like Jordan Poole. I am
0: against Jordan Poole now.
1: And I think that, yeah, I mean, Jordan Poole, he's that type of player that is just like, he's streaky. He's streaky. And that's just just what it is. So sure, he subs in when Curry's off. And I think, um, as people have mentioned, that like the goal is for him to be like, the backup like curry but he realistically he's not curry is like a gifted talented skilled shooter and um Poole is just streaky you will see when he makes his shots when he makes a three-point shot best believe maybe two or three are gonna come out of that then it's kind of done and he doesn't as his own like he doesn't have the like recognition to understand like okay it's probably time for you to stop shooting you got your three <laughs> in you're gonna make those three that's pretty much it Um, so, and then off of that comes some turnovers, but I think that that's, that's his, that's his role. And I know Steve Kerr knows that, but it's kind of like, okay, do we have like, come on pool. We're hoping you're streaking this game. We're hoping you're streaking like when Curry needs 15 minutes break.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the problem is that they don't, and you and I have talked about this before. The Warriors don't have anybody else to, to take over the role that pool kind of has now. Right, because Curry comes out, like you said, Poole's kind of labeled as this, you know, Curry light. Like mm-hmm. he can kind of do what Curry does, which is unfair to him. But that's what happens. <laughs> well, I mean, it happens with everybody, right? Like, like Trey Young comes in the league, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's Curry." Uh, no, it's not Curry. Don't put that label on him. Like Brandon Ingram, he's so good. He's like Kevin Durant. Okay, let's let's stop comparing these. <laughs> good ah, players to...
1: so they're not as good as the grip players. Yeah. Is what you're saying let's yeah let's not no jump it's to that legit and, you know he's not but but
0: but i think what the warriors have issues with is that they don't have anybody to kind of put Poole in the role he's good at because i don't think Poole in the playoffs is a lead ball handler at least at this point of his career mm-hmm. that's like okay let's let's run the offense through him He's going to take guys off the dribble, do what's necessary. Sure. No, he's best when, you know, Curry has the ball and he gets us, you know, an open spot up like, yes, he's a really good shooter, but they don't have another ball handler that can take over for him, Yeah. which is why they're kind of stuck. And we've talked about how they need, they need a true point guard.
1: I mean, they'll get Devin and he'll do his job. I think he's really good at being a role player, taking care of the ball sometimes. Yeah, but
0: he's not a lead ball handler
1: he's not a lead ball handler but neither is pool neither is like clay like yeah, yeah. we they don't necessarily have else. like a lead ball handler i also wouldn't say like russell and the lakers is a lead ball handler or D- ball. he's not a lead ball handler but i think that like especially in the nba you really don't have like the true role of a, a solid like point guard yeah. and i do think to your point i do think they need another person to facilitate I think that's what Stephen Curry does well and that's why he has to play a majority of the minutes is because he facilitates Mm -hmm. he has the um IQ to know when unlike Jordan Poole (laughs) Mm -hmm. to know when he needs to turn it up or he needs to have the ball or he needs to be taking more of these three-point shots right like he has that understanding um and Poole's younger he's what 23 and he he doesn't um but I think that I think they have Wiggins and I think Wiggins is that consistent piece. Um, he sometimes and he I, I love his game because he's not just three point shooter. He's gonna take those good mid ranges. He's super long, athletic, agile, like everything that you would wanna be as a basketball player is Wiggins. Like he he dunked on A D last night. That was that was that was a pretty nice dunk. Yes, I, I was that was pretty nice. But I don't know, to me I just I just like his I I like what he does for the words. That's why he was a big piece. Missing when, yeah, when the Warriors didn't happen.
0: First, great dunk, I'll admit. Credit to AD, though. And I know it's the playoffs. Everybody's trying a lot harder. But there's a lot of guys that just, they're like, oh, no, we're not going to jump. Like, I don't want to get postered. I don't want to try to block it. Mm-hmm. Credit to him for blocking, trying to block it. But good dunk. I- I've been a little disappointed in Wiggins so far. Now, granted, he's had, obviously, a lot of off-the-court stuff, you know, mm-hmm. whatever he's dealing with missed a lot of time so may have been rust but i feel like he's sort of he disappears a lot more at least in these first two playoff series Mm -hmm. than he did last year Mm -hmm. like last year he was big for them Mm -hmm. like easily the second best player Mm -hmm. offensively and defensively he just doesn't seem to be as involved as as before yeah like he'll get his shots and like occasionally they'll get it to him Mm -hmm. but he's almost like an afterthought yeah i mean to the point where and I want to talk about what the Lakers changed this game, but they put LeBron, they they switched up some defensive assignments, put LeBron on Wiggins.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, yes, LeBron in his past has been a really good defender. He's athletic, can match up. But at this point of his career, he's not that. But I think it it speaks to how, I mean, they're not going to Wiggins consistently where it's like, yeah, we can put LeBron on Wiggins. So it's, and I don't, again, I don't know if that's, just rusts, him missing a lot of time not getting you know the camaraderie back but yeah i think, I think that's been him and pool have been a big reason why i don't think they're quite the same as last year because yeah. clay better yeah steph steph draymond's draymond yeah but i think pool and wiggins those were the key last year and they don't have that so far yeah this
1: year. i think they need i agree it to the point that you need wiggins to step up more and i do think that when you've been out of the been away from your team for as long as he did and you came off during playoffs credit to him that he's still able to perform at somewhat he's not getting your your high level 25 30 points but he he's doing something out there and he's missed most of the season so i do think that that um i want to give credit to that but and we do need more from him right that is going to seal he will seal the deal for us pool's just going to do his job pool is going to go out there and he's going to be streaky he is going to cause some turnovers. He's going to cause some turmoil. And that's sometimes not, it sometimes, should not be his job. but sometimes it works though. And I think Steve Kerr knows that. And I think it's up to Steve Kerr to utilize that more or sit him on the bench and put an, another role player out there if that's what you want. But I think the Warriors, they want those big moments yeah. and he's going to bring that at some point.
0: Well, yeah, like I said, they're kind of stuck with him.
1: What did you think about him taking the last shot? A lot of people were disappointed Oh, in game one. Yeah. In game one.
0: it's a fine shot yeah i I don't i think so is was it the best decision sure probably not yeah like he could have tried to dribble in whatever but i'm not gonna be like oh like i'm harping on that like that's the big no Uh, but
1: i think that speaks to what you're saying as far as like everybody is mad because it wasn't Stephen curry who took the shot yeah but Mm -hmm. i'm okay with that
0: if it was like if he dribbled up and tried to do a step back like create on his own Yeah, then that's on him. Well, he was wide open. Yeah, he was wide open, catch and shoot. Like, he's good at that. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm fine with that shot. Yeah. I think from a coaching perspective, it's been really interesting. And I know you don't appreciate the uh, lack of consistency, let's say game to game. But I think a lot of it, too, besides energy levels, has to do with the adjustments that have been made. Sure. Now, we saw game two, you know, Warriors, I guess, end of game one and then into game two. Said, okay, Steph needs to have the ball in his hands. And, you know, the Lakers were doing a really good job chasing him when he was off ball, going around screens. And the announcers, you know, called it out, you know, rightfully so, that when he has the ball and can just do pick and roll on his own, they were doing a lot better that way. Big change in game two. Obviously, the Warriors blow him out. Lakers, game three, now they have their time to make adjustments. Wouldn't have been my first thought of what to change but they put they take vanderbilt off of curry Mm -hmm. put reeves on curry Mm -hmm. and put vanderbilt on dream on green mainly to uh, you know vanderbilt's a really good defender and i'm a big fan of his but he can't struggle especially running around screens trying to get around yeah putting him on green you're not putting him on Green to shut down Draymond's like isolation. Like he's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But on those pick and rolls, on those handoffs, yeah, he can guard that. Yeah, he can switch. Mm-hmm. He can. He's more athletic. Instead of putting LeBron on Draymond, putting AD on Draymond, I think that was I don't, a big reason why the, the defense stepped up, besides energy levels, which mm-hmm. we both say is a problem for both teams. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What did you think of? how the Lakers changed and how the Warriors responded.
1: Um I'm trying to think more about the Lakers cuz I didn't fully wa- watch the last game, but um I just noticed D'Lo step up. He had 20 something points and he doesn't have that consistently. Yeah. Um and so I think when you're guarding that, I think that's difficult. And then you have LeBron who's going to score a lot or not score a lot and so and then AD who had you know a great game, but those are the things that really stood out to me, and I think you don't know when that's gonna happen, right? So you're not prepared for that unless coaches call a timeout and they're switching who's who's on mm-hmm. what um, but I do think it makes sense like the, the like Lakers made that adjustment because um, Curry's gonna move all the time, and Vanderbilt's Curry's gonna get the ball though Curry's smart enough to get the ball, and so Vanderbilt like can't really do much with that, and so um having a bigger presence i think that makes sense um in game two though i would say that there was something that steve kerr did to where oh he had he had the other green come on Mm -hmm. um because looney was sick but essentially that opened up the paint Mm -hmm. and so ad had to guard out more and you had more shooters Mm -hmm. i don't know who started this game was it looney
0: It's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, He he may have. Jermichael Green definitely played you know, a good amount, just like in game two. Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, Obviously, he stretches the floor more than Looney does. Sure. But at some point, like, he had a couple open shots today, too, or yesterday, I guess, that, like, okay, he's going to make them more. But I think it's also the case of, like, the Lakers realizing, okay, well, Steph's coming around a screen. Like, we're going to focus on that to Michael green you can have that shot
1: oh yeah you gotta pick your battles right like but at the end of the day he can hit that yeah. shot so that's what i think worked for at least like watching that's what i thought worked well for the warriors is keeping him out the paint there was a lot more pick and rolls right that's probably because you had vanderbilt like slow enough to get mm-hmm. over or under screens yeah. but we had more um points in the paint and i think we need that yeah. consistently like yeah Even you can't when just we can't just have three yeah we can't and when we're making them bam like that's great that's good but when we're not what else is our offense are we just hoping that we get some streaks mm-hmm. from Jordan Poole so that's what I think they need to focus on more of is like sure let the Lakers do what they w- want to do like defensively and switch that but um let's get some paints uh, so or some points in the paint
0: and then maybe get some foul calls so that yeah that's another thing just say oh my goodness look how big the free throw disparity is there well well, Well, yeah you should attack the paint
1: there's huge i mean there's not much you can do right like when you have the lakers are obviously bigger in stature compared to Mm -hmm. the warriors um but i mean that's it's frustrating as a fan watching but that's kind of their game and um, if they do that to the best of their ability they do that to the best of their ability but i do think we need and that's what Steve Kerr said. He said, "You guys, we gotta get. You guys gotta get to the foul line." And then mm-hmm. um, Stephen Curry said the same thing. Yeah, it's on us. If we're not, you're not going to score over AD or LeBron. LeBron can come out of nowhere and block your shot. Mm-hmm. Like more than likely, you're not going to. But get at least get to the paint. Yeah. Make him do something.
0: Yeah, you know how much bigger. Yeah, when you have a front line of AD, LeBron, Vanderbilt, Hachimura is big. Like yeah, he comes mm. off the bench. He's not. You know, obviously, as well-known, he's still young. But one of the big things and why he was drafted so high when he was drafted is because, like, he's skilled, but he's, like, as big, if not slightly bigger than LeBron. Mm. So, like, bringing him, like, that's four guys that are big and athletic. Yeah. So it's going to be hard. And that's why I liked them switching Vanderbilt on a green so that all these pick and rolls, like, yeah, Curry can get around a screen. He's going to get around a screen, and he's going to get around no matter who you put on him. Yeah. But now you have Vanderbilt on the other side. Now you have AD, LeBron to an extent. You mm-hmm. know like, you have big athletic guys that mm-hmm. are going to make it hard.
1: Which is why I want to see Kaminka in there, right? Like, Poor off of like the like the pick and roll because like he's super athletic. He's going to go up against your AD, your LeBron. Like he's he's younger. Like he's just athletic. He's going to do it. No. And I think you have Looney when you're coming off of a pick and roll. Like Looney is not going to one dunk over anybody. He's not going to try to make a move over anybody to a basket. He is just trying to get his little tip into the basket or rebound. So when you just have that, you can't do not you can't do much with that.
0: I do wonder because I well we're both big Kaminga fans. I I am now questioning if he's going to be on the team next year.
1: Probably not
0: because I always thought he would be. Mm -hmm. Like he's the one. Like he's he's really talented. He's athletic. Mm -hmm. But I'm starting to question if. The Warriors are a good fit because we learned with Wiseman, not that he just suddenly took off when they traded him, but he showed some promise. You're like, oh, yeah, this is why he was Mm -hmm. such highly regarded. And I do wonder if Kaminga just doesn't quite have that level of basketball IQ or just level of play that the Warriors need from their big guys. Like, I think it's easier for wing guys and, and guards to just kind of get thrown in there. Right. But for like big guys, like you have to be like Draymond or even Looney. Like I know you, and rightfully so, Looney's not, yeah. you know, an offensive skilled yeah. big man, but he's smart. He can run their offense and then go do what he does and well, get rebounds. I don't. Kaminga doesn't have that. At least well, yet. I
1: don't think it's a deficit to Kaminga. I think it's the style of play that the Warriors like. Yeah, and I don't. And they know want shooters, fits. and then they want facilitators. So if you don't yeah. fit in that role, because he doesn't do either. Yeah, you don't fit in that role. You don't. I think he looked good on the Lakers, Memphis, Grizzlies. Like, he has some talent, and I think that's what sucks as a Warriors fan is because you're like, okay, this is is this what we want our team to look like? Yeah. We both we have Steph and we have Clay who are older. Like, what else can we do? You mm-hmm. know. And so, I think that's what's frustrating. But I think. He has a lot. He has a lot of promise, and he can do a lot out there. We've seen it in the season, the regular season. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. If I was a a, a young team, I would I would look to trade for him. I think he's still. Oh yeah. Like even because he's not playing, that's not he's not bad or he's yeah I, he's still young. Mm-hmm. He's still what twenty twenty one. Yeah. He still has a lot of promise, so I think he he'll excel somewhere. No, I'm, he will. I don't think that's the worry. Yeah, anymore. I
1: think there there has to be a system, and I think that's kind of the where the Warriors are at, and you're relying on your three-point shooters, and that could be great. And it, it and it also sometimes isn't the best thing. So um, just hoping that, yeah, it's interesting to figure out if they want to shift for next year.
0: But having said all that, game four will happen, and the Warriors will go off, and we'll be saying a different tune.
1: I mean, sure, like, they could, but... They also could not like, yeah, it depends on what, um, you know, if they're hot, they're shooting well. Um, and then our turnovers, well, we've and- always been a high turnover team.
0: Yeah. But to me, it's energy both like for both teams.
1: I mean, to a certain extent, right? Like for the Warriors specifically, if we're not hot with the bigs that we have on, um, the Lakers, like there's not much we can do in the paint, yeah. right? Like, unless we're getting, we're having... Who else? Kaminga in there? Maybe, maybe even Wiggins. Wiggins, I, I put Wiggins in. I put, I take Wiggins and put him inside and put Draymond out. Draymond, he's looking more to facil- to like dish, than he is to score. Scoring's not his first option. But I think Wiggins is athletic and can go over and can and it can work something. You need somebody in the paint who can work. Looney's not working. Draymond's inconsistent scoring wise, but he'll he'll dish. So
0: yeah, they need to get. They need, they need more from Wiggins. They need more from Poole, like I said earlier. And then Steph. You know one game he's going to have a Steph game. He, like, we haven't seen that this series.
1: He's had 50. I against. said this series. Oh, okay. You um, know, yeah,
0: you know one of them, he's going to take over. Yeah. I just hope, you know, as a basketball fan. Well, I hope as a Lakers fan, that doesn't happen. But I hope <laughs> as a basketball fan, that doesn't happen until they absolutely need it. But I think both teams are like that. Similar to like Jimmy Butler with the Heat. Okay. It's like, you know, okay, consistency, maybe not. But like when they need it, they're like, okay, time to turn it on. Let's turn the switch. Like Jimmy Butler's the best at that. Sure. Like, okay, you think you're better than me? I'm going to prove it. Yeah. And I wonder if that's like part of Anthony Davis's problem. I don't think it is. I hope AD it's not. has a
1: lot of problems. Let's start there. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's spend like two
0: minutes on AD. I, I hope it's not this, but I, it's probably to an extent a lot of just kind of mental fortitude of like, like okay, I was great this game. Now, you know, feeling like, like I'm good. And then you hear people, even if you're not on social media, mm-hmm. even if you're not listening to people. You, know, you kind of get that sense of people are saying you're not good. All right, now, like, I got to show people. I got to show, like, I'm the best. And then you bring your 100% and you back off. And then that's why we get every other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, in defense of him, like, credit to him for playing, like, 25 games in a row now. <laughs> well, that sounds weird. Saying, like, hey, credit to him. You've played 25 games. Yay. But for him, right, he's missed a lot of time. And I know you you've say it a lot. And I think it gets under looked, I guess, just how much of a beating he takes. Mm-hmm. And especially for someone who, yes, is fragile compared to others. <laughs> Probably because, you know, he was a point guard in high school and had this big growth spurt. This isn't like LeBron, who's just built strong, you know, obviously a lot yeah, of credit he's to used him. to being a guard. Yeah, he, Davis is like, yeah, somebody who was small just had a big growth spurt. Yep. Again, so fragile body. I think a lot of the... I think there there has to be some credit given to him for how he's staying in there and competing because, what, first round, he falls on his hip. Probably has a bruised hip, which, you know, I get sore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every time he falls, like he's still grabbing at it. Like that's bothering him. Mm-hmm. He falls yesterday on Draymond Green's knee mm-hmm. right to the ribs. That mm-hmm. can't feel great powering through so i don't want to say like hey good job ad you're trying you're, mm-hmm. you're pushing through like he should but at the same time i do wonder if all of these injuries you know they're going to add up especially for somebody who's you know not like like kobe who was the best at just like mamba mentality like i'm just gonna yeah. give him my all like that's not ad well yeah so well,
1: that's why he, he he he's not a great great if that makes sense. Yeah, like, that's,
0: but I think that's why people like Shaq and Chuck and others who like are that level are really frustrated by him. Sure. Because like he made the all-time 75 team whenever they gave mm-hmm. it out. Like He's at that level, and he could be even higher, like top 50 player ever. Yeah. And he still could be, depending on how his career ends, but that's why it's so frustrating. Because he can be, he's just not consistent enough. But when you get, I guess my point was, when you get hit in the head, So many times when you get your hip, your whatever, like at some point, like he's just not going to be the same night after night, and that's just going to be what he is.
1: I mean, yeah, like, yeah, um, not Giannis, sorry, Jokic, uh, Looney, uh, Sabonis. I mean, he got stepped in his on his ribs. Um, he got a busted eye from from Looney. Um it's part of the game of basketball especially as an NBA player and I'm like you're making millions of dollars like do some rehab and get back in it but I think that's where we look at all different NBA players and we're like okay this is your deficit and I think that's where that's why AD will not be a great great right that's why he won't hit that is because of the mentality right if you take that like with Kobe for example and Kobe had those sustained some of those injuries like he's gonna work he's gonna push through that he's yeah. gonna work well, Kobe it off has a broken finger he's fine he's because like, he's like, yes punch. that's Kobe right like but that's not Davis and I think that's why you get the inconsistency and that's why and I get it why Shaq and others are, are frustrated because he's p- playing the traditional role of a big of mm-hmm. a post and it's like hey you're making us look bad right like we there's a lot more you can do in this role and people argue like we want more bigs out there. When we're we gonna get to get Embiid, and people are liking what he's doing, but you know he's not doing the best, or hasn't for the last two games. But yeah, so I think it's it's just where he's at, and um, but I think other people sustain in more injuries, and just depending on how their level of mentality is how they get through.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like you said, it's a it's, that's his deficit, and that's, that's what he that's is. Just it. Yeah. But- all right, looking forward to it. Game four tomorrow. Uh thanks for coming on. We'll see you next weekend. Hopefully the Lakers are up three to one. Winning the series at that point, hopefully. But it'll probably be three to two at that point. So thanks for coming on. We'll see you next weekend. Bye.
2: All
0: right. We are recording this part of the podcast. Uh it's Friday evening. Uh we're talking mariners. My brother's here in studio with us. Now we're we're playing the Astros this weekend. We may get swept. We may win all three, but uh, at least right now, I kind of want to get a sense of where you're at because I know we're both big Mariners fans. It's been a rough season.
3: I mean, we're kind of though.
0: We're we're only one game under, so it's not yeah. For all rough. the
3: things that have gone wrong, yeah, it's been pretty good. Right.
0: Uh, first, how are you feeling about the City Connect? They're uh... debuting as we speak.
3: Yeah, as we speak, I haven't seen them on the field, but I like the pictures. I'd say looking at the, you know, just studio pictures or whatever, like with the lighting and stuff, I was like really excited. And going around the league and looking at the City Connects, I was kind of nervous when it was announced. because like, man, these could really suck, and that would be a bummer because some of the City Connects around the league are terrible. Um, but I was really glad. I mean, I, I definitely think we have like a top, at least top five. Oh Yeah,
0: yeah, they're very hit, hit or miss.
3: Yeah, there's like some the Rangers that are really came good. out. It's like, oh, okay. that one. Don't I don't see like that.
0: that one. What do you What do you think about the black pants?
3: Uh, it's different. It's a lot okay. different. A lot of people are asking for white pants, but it's like, I don't know. Do you like it better than? Because I was, I was trying to think.
0: Because I agree, it's different. And I saw it. I was like, huh.
4: I don't think I've seen that before,
0: which I guess is good. But I guess, do you prefer that than just the full blue?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Because that would be. A they lot. look like pajamas when they wear full blues. Like, you have to do it right.
0: That would be like the Seahawks uh, Thursday night oh, lime green, whatever yeah, the they call rush, it. Color rush, yeah. Color rush, yeah.
3: Which I liked, by the way. Yeah, well, some people some be- Yeah, not. that was also <laughs> hit. You either liked it or you didn't.
0: Uh, all right, let's... I guess let me just go through some of the players because I want to get a sense of where you're at. Because if you had to give a number, like, how many people do you think on the Mariners right now are doing good?
3: Good to standards or, like, just good? Because it's, like, would I judge, good, like. Good to standards, let's to say. So, like, they're specific. Yeah,
0: just off the top of your head, you're like, yeah, there's three guys. If we're talking of.
3: purely hitters, I can think of two people that I'm, like, happy with their performance yeah. so far. Everyone else is either, like, okay or terrible. Hitters-wise, I haven't I haven't thought about pitchers. Pitchers are actually doing really well, especially the start yeah. of starting rotation.
0: Yeah, and if our bullpen is, can pitch like they have been the last especially
3: week. Especially without Munoz. Right. Which is arguably our best reliever. Matt Brash, you know, looking at his stats, he's been kind of getting unlucky, but he's still been solid. Yeah,
0: yeah. and so that's why I mean you see the record, and granted, we just beat the athletics three times. Which barely doesn't count. Yeah. Barely. And you think, okay, like it's bad, but when you think like seventy-five percent of our hitters are not doing good.
3: That's what I was saying. Like
0: it's either they're not good. And it's like bad, which is why I want to get your sense for each, each player. Or you say, okay, they're, they'll be back. They'll be fine. Yeah. Which some people, I agree. And some people, that may not be the case. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, let's go through just kind of quickly. I guess each player, I don't want to say a panic meter, but let's say just how concerned. Like we'll say one to 10, one being, yeah, they'll be fine. Like a little slump. It's nothing. And 10 being, like, yeah, I'm not just concerned for this year, but I'm concerned this is like moving forward. Moving forward, yeah, it's this is like, is, a is this
3: going to be a couple month thing, a couple week thing, or like the rest of the year? Who knows?
0: And moving forward, because yeah,
3: you, some of these, a lot of the guys are young and we're yeah. going to have to, we're trying to rely on them moving forward. Yeah. So, and, like,
0: we'll, we'll get to Julio, and I, I know your number's not going to be super high,
3: but he'd be an example of
0: if you were super concerned, like, that's a big deal right. because we have him for so long. Right. Alright, let's start let's go around the diamond. Let's start with Cal. He's only batting two fifteen. Granted he's not, a, you know, going to be a two seventy hitter. I don't know how we feeling. Concerned at all or just a little slump, he'll be fine.
3: I, I'm sure he'll be fine. Like even I don't even think that I would even classify that as a slump. I feel like that's just who he is. He's you know, big power guy. But he's also, you know, he's really good behind the dish. He handles the pitching staff well. He uh It's home runs. Like, he hit those two in Toronto, and that was huge. Um, So I think that's just who he is. So, like, if I had to pick a number, I'd go, like, one or two. Like, that's kind of exactly who I'd expect him to be, especially at this stage. Like, he's still young. So, like, he might be progressing still in in terms of getting contact and getting on base. He draws a lot of walks. Um, And, I mean, like I said, he's a catcher. Like, you don't need him. You need him to focus primarily on, you know, catching and dealing with the staff and when he needs to hit home runs he will
0: yeah and unless you have adley for the next 10 years catching's pretty weak
3: yeah like i can't think of a so, young catcher other than adley yeah. that i would want on my team for years and other than cal and adley like all the other catchers that are top in the league are getting older and yeah. so
0: yeah i mean you could have made the argument again besides adley who came up Like, last year, he was probably the best catcher in the American League at the end of the year. Yeah. Just the way he was playing. So, yeah, he's fine. His OPS plus is 115. So, like you said, that might just be who he is.
3: And that's fine. Like, that's fine.
0: Yeah. If we get 15% more for the catching position, plus his defense, yeah, he's fine. Somebody who's not fine, and this will be an interesting answer, uh, is our our first baseman,
4: uh, Mr. Ty France.
0: He's been 235. He's down to 235. Yeah. OPS plus 89. We've seen him struggle before.
3: Especially at the end of last year.
0: Yeah. And, But th- those times have been injury-related, most likely. He gets hit in an insane amount of times. Yeah, top in the MLB. Close to it. Has he gotten hit? I mean, I know he's gotten hit this year, but have we seen, like, do we think it's injury-related at all? Or it's is possible this just he's banged
3: up. It's been reported that he's been just, uh, like, under the weather, just not feeling 100%. So, could to have some impact to it. But, I mean, that's scary. So, where
0: are you at? 1 to 10?
3: Uh, For the immediate future, like, if I had to just be, Just overall, like, 1 right, to 10. Right, you Because if you're, if you're just,
0: if you're concerned, like, yeah, like, this year, like, we need him. Like, I'd put that, like, 5, 6. If you're, like... Uh, Questioning now if he's our long-term first baseman, you know, then it may be higher.
3: Yeah, like I, I trust that he'll come back at some point. Like he was, he was a th- over 300, like three, three hundred five, three hundred ten for most of the year last year. And then he, he, was trying to play hurt and dropped his average, so his his season average won't look as good. But he's still a really good hitter. Uh, when he's on, I mean, when he's off, the problem with, that I have with him is when he's not feeling it, he's popping things up, he's getting weak contact, grounding into double plays. Because the amount of times I'm sitting there watching the game, runners on first with less than two outs, I know he's going to ground into a double play. <laughs> yeah, And at like 80% of the time he does. So it's like, or that's what it feels like. I don't have any stats on it, but he's he's topping the, I looked it up, he was like tied for seventh at the time for grounding into double plays. I'm not sure where that lies now. It was a few days ago, but it's just really frustrating. Because it's like even when other hitters in our lineup are slumping, they'll still every once in a while during their slumps find something or lean into one and get a homer or something but like ty france i mean he he was going on like an over 20 something so when he's slumping, he's he's scary to watch well that's
0: because i mean his his mo is hitting yep. which sounds basic you're like yeah aren't they all hitting yeah
3: but like you
0: said like Teoscar, he's gonna hit his home runs even when cal's like you know batting under 200 for a stretch he's gonna hit his home runs uh, Julio, when he's struggling, like he's got his defense, his speed. Same with Kelnick. France isn't fast. He's a good first baseman, but not. I don't think quite to the level like when he first came, or like
3: oh
0: Evan White, Ty France, like same thing, like he's not. Yeah, I remember
3: like pushing him for Gold Glove nomination and being upset. Like that was pretty exciting. Uh, he's definitely he's a solid defender, but he's also playing first base, and that's a position you need more output out of and. Especially, like, the names you just said. um, Our lineup is a lot of boom or bust potential. So when you have a hitter that has a lot of high averages, high on base, when he's not doing those things, that's really hurting your lineup. Because it's like those Teoscar one-run homers could be two runs. Or Julio, if he... I mean, he's struggling right now, but he's a good player. If he hits a double and Ty France comes up and he's struggling, like, you just know that... That's not going to go well, even if especially if Julio's like on third. Ty France is going to struggle and um, even get that run home. But like Teoscar could at least hit it deep enough. But Ty France is just popping things up into the roof.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why they've been struggling so much to score.
3: Like everybody sees
0: the bottom of the lineup and, you know, guys will get to and be like, OK, we need more depth.
3: No, we need Julio and Ty to be
0: yeah, Julio that's the and problem. Ty. Yeah, exactly. Because they're not.
3: Like, the bottom of our lineup has been killing it. Like, we have J.P. Crawford down there. He's really good, and Colton Wong's heating up. So, it's like, those guys are getting on base. The only problem is our one- and two-hitters are really going through it right now. So, where what number, where are we at? For Ty, Ty. France, um, for, like, this season, I think he'll be fine. He'll come back out of it. He always has been. He might be playing hurt, and if that's the case, I think just a quick 10-day injured list stint might help him come back but if if our first baseman continues to have massive slumps like this and be this inconsistent like you said over the next few years because he's still younger he's not you know julio age but he's not old so we kind of i was hoping to have our first baseman of the future right here but if he keeps slumping like this then it's kind of scary yeah that's why
0: i don't want to say i'm totally concerned long term but i mean now this is three years in a row that, like like you said, not super consistent. And, yes, it might be injuries, but at some point, like, you are who you are. So, a little concerned. Uh, You mentioned him. Everybody's favorite second baseman, Mm. Colton Wong. Like you said, he's betting 391 the last 14 days.
3: He's been getting on it.
0: He's been getting on He's still batting one eighty nine for the year. So But that's he's got like that's the thing about later.
3: baseball though. You can't really look at overarching stat like I was saying sure. about Ty France. Like you look at his season averages last year, it's not the best. But he ended on a cold like it's fine. Like baseball's a game of streaks. Like you're you're gonna get hot for fourteen days, you're gonna get cold for four like it's fine. Right. So that I mean he's hitting near four hundred, like that's 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 nice. It's good to see that because he was I mean, he was bent, like he was stopped playing for a minor leaguer that I mean, no disrespect. To I love Jose Caballero, but it's like you should never have him play over Colton Wong if things are going right and things yeah. were not going right. Problem is, and and I don't have
0: his his Statcast page up. You know, we're still not getting tons of. Not that he's going to be a big power hitting second baseman, but you know, he was supposed to be a little bit more than Adam Frazier. Yeah, like I do Yeah, so I'd like a little bit more of that, and then I'd like some defense. Please from yeah. him.
3: There's been a I mean there's been a few plays where I'm like, okay, like yeah. he's
0: Man, I thought Perry Hill was supposed to fix all that.
3: Yeah. I mean he's been a good defensive second baseman. Yeah. He wasn't really last year, but it's like career really looking over and it's yeah. like, okay, he's he's at least gonna make those medium difficult plays. And he's gonna do especially with JP Crawford, that middle infield should be really good uh defensively. So it's very sad to see him struggle on the, both sides of the ball. But where are we at? One to
0: ten. Knowing that he's not going to be as bad as he was, he's probably
3: not going to hit four hundred as well. Yeah. So is this just like low? We're because not because of how moving fo- beyond this year, how little he means to this roster moving okay. forward. Because he'll he'll be a free agent. Who knows if he'll be signed? Um, I'm gonna put it like three or four. Like it's like okay. he he will figure it out to an extent. I know he's he's a veteran. He knows how to play, he'll figure it out enough, I think, to be a solid second baseman for us. But if, I mean, even if that means like two twenty, two thirty, it doesn't, as long as he doesn't like physically harm the team moving forward year over year, it really won't impact this team. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'd give it like 90% chance that he's not on the team next year. Yeah. Unless Especially he, if he plays like yeah, this. If, well, yeah, and then 100%. Um, but I agree. I. I think there's some pressure on him or somebody at the bottom of the lineup <laughs> to consistently show up, and we were hoping that was him, especially comparing to Adam Frazier. But yeah, but well, concern yeah, like, a- Adam is Frazier came
3: word. in as like a as was as being fans of what we're told he's a 300 hitter, he's gonna get on all the time, and and started the li- started the year in the top of the lineup, and then same thing with Colton Wong. I mean, he was our second hitter opening day i'm pretty sure so mm-hmm. it's like it's it would be nice. not
0: meant to sign second baseman maybe copy well, your yeah own like i
3: you know in the dh problem too it's the and cano curse ever since they left we haven't True. been able to fill those two roles all right uh moving let's move around the diamond
0: uh other side of second base let's go jp i love it a uh, couple stats which really don't do it justice uh, batting 226. But you can't really look at that because he's 374 on base.
3: Where does that put him on, uh, on the team? You want to guess? It's got to be like, well, especially with the way we struggled to start the year, it's got to be like top five at least. On base
0: percentage? Yeah. Uh, Are you including Taylor Trammell, which we will talk about?
3: Uh, Let's not include him. Not include him, but 10 plate appearances. Taylor Trammell's in first. Well, yeah. Because he's had 10 plate
0: appearances. Uh, other than that, uh, as of right now, he is number one. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, so I think this is who he needs to be. If, if if he could bat, maybe like get a few more hits. But just but get on base. OPS plus, 103, that's fine. Right. His defense is back. Perfect, perfect yeah, nine hole The hitter. defense
3: is, I mean, he's a defensive shortstop. And like last year, he's a defensive shortstop that couldn't play defense. Yeah. So it's like, play what's his, his value? Yeah. This year he's proven it, and yeah. I love it. He's the captain. I mean, we don't really have a captain per se, but yeah, he is, he is he's the, the captain. The energy, yeah. So one, I was assuming. Oh, More zero. Content. Like zero. if we had one, okay. like if he could, I, he's he's been known to have hot months, and then he'll cool off offensively. But uh, this is a little different for me because his average isn't that high. Right. So he's not hitting the ball too well, but he is seeing the ball well. He's getting walks when he needs to. He's getting on. His defense is impressive. I don't have any stats on it, but just mm-hmm. watching him play. This is the J.P. Crawford. This is the Gold Glove shortstop we yeah, needed. This is what we saw two years ago, and uh, I know a lot of people I've seen on on Twitter and stuff were were asking for him to be moved up. You know, even hitting leadoff. I think him hitting seven, eight, or nine somewhere in there. He's been hitting seven last few days. I think nine holes really nice. If Julio, the only problem, like we said, bottom of the order is getting on. top yeah. Top the, top of the order needs to hit him in. So if J.P. can get nine and continue this, um, hot streak, I guess and. Julio and Ty can figure it out. That's scary because no. JP's killing it.
0: Yeah, twenty three strikeouts, to only to twenty two walks.
3: Like that's some plate yeah. discipline right there.
0: Uh, all right. Before let's we can't forget about third base Gino. Gino, you know. uh, two thirty seven, three twenty six on base, only three homers so far, ninety two OPS plus. Now, granted, it was what just a little over a year ago that. Like, we had no expectations, and it was, yeah, it's Gino, like, whatever. Then he was great last year. Obviously, we ship Winker out. I don't, I don't think I'm concerned, but I, he's, he will definitely do better than he has this first month.
3: Right. Yeah, he started, That problem is, too, because he was, first week of the season, he was the only one of the only hitters doing yeah. stuff, and then he fell into this, this streak, and it's not a huge deal because of the type of hitter he is. He's definitely one of those guys who's gonna hit home runs, like we saw in in uh, Oakland, hit that huge three run homer to um, propel us to that victory. So, mm-hmm. and he's still playing. He's playing solid defense, and I think an underrated part. It will never show up on any of the stats, but he's a great person. Brings a lot of so- like obviously good vibes. That's his thing. Good vibes only. He brings that to the clubhouse. I think um, he'll help Julio out a little a lot. With that kind of mentality, it's like no matter what's happening, slumping doesn't matter. Like you can still show up to work and have fun. So I'm not concerned about him. Um, I love him as a person, so I think it might impact he has my a own. little bias. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, him and JP. That's an underrated uh, value that they bring.
3: Yeah, yeah, especially losing like Carlos Santana, Mattaneger, and all these yeah. big names, like big name in terms of like veteran leadership and somebody that the players can ask advice from mm-hmm. and all that. Losing those two people, especially this last off season, is tough. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of people in our locker room that can do that. I think JP and Gino are perfect to step up. Yeah. And Robbie, that's an underrated part. We'll get. I. I'm assuming we're going to go to the pitchers. Uh, uh yeah, we'll get to pitchers in yeah, a second. so we need to talk about yeah. him. Losing him. Uh, all
0: right. Now our our number one favorite hitter, one sixty six OPS plus, uh, as of Friday. Uh, Jared Kelnick. My boy. The. I don't know what what I want to call it. The the awakening? The something. Uh, but yeah, he's all the way up to number three. Obviously, we don't have a panic or concern. So I'll say one to ten. How confident are you in this is the real Kenlich? Not that he's going to be a no. 300 hitter and be one of the best but players. But like, is he still going to... Like, I is, mean, is this real? Ten uh, being like, yep, this he's going to be one of the best players in the league. One being... That's uh, a month. I don't trust anything,
3: right? I mean, how old is he? Like twenty-three. Yeah, he's still young. So it's like even if this isn't like the real thing that he's gonna stick throughout the rest of the year, his swing looks comp- and his stance and all that looks completely different. His approach. Mm-hmm. So it's the results are coming, but it's like he's taking the right approach. That's what really is the approach. Is he? He'll, he's been talking about it. He worked a lot in the off season, different hitting coaches, and he's just trying to do the right thing, get, you know, singles up the middle. And um, I mean, that, he's talented. I mean, mm-hmm. at one point he was ranked over Julio in terms of prospects. So it's yeah. like, yeah, at some point the the prospect status, it, obviously it doesn't always work out,
0: but at some point they're going to show like, oh yeah, this is why he was right. one of the best prospects. Right. And
3: that's why coming into this year, like, you know, the way he struggled the first couple of years of his career here in the MLB And you're like, well, he's, you know, he has a lot of um, hype behind him as a prospect. So it's like, that's cool. And it's like, eventually, you're like, you're gonna keep trusting that hype and that pedigree. So you're like, he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. You look at his AAA numbers. He's crushing it. Like he'll hit like 380 in AAA. Yeah. And you're like, this, like, he'll figure it out. He's the top prospect. But also, coming into this year, you're scared. At some point, that prospect pedigree just doesn't matter. Right. And you're like, well, especially for
0: someone like him that. You could tell... Because then it's all mental. And for somebody like him, it's huge. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, good on DePoto and the team yeah. for not selling low on even Brian Reynolds. Like, yeah. imagine if he was doing this in Pittsburgh. Especially with the way they're playing. Yeah. Like, how bad we'd feel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even the last... So, the last six games... You know, he hasn't had a home run in a while. He's I was about to say that. He's due. Been struggling. But even, like... What was it? Yesterday in Oakland or sometime in the series, like, whole team was struggling, couldn't hit. You know, he's not, he wasn't hot like he was, like, in Chicago. But you can still see, like, he ropes a double. Two days ago, yeah, a a double. And he's still batting, he's batting 261 in this, I I don't want to say he's been slumping. Colder streak? Colder streak. Like, even if this is what he is, like, we'll take 260. Uh, like coming into come. the year,
3: like you're saying, oh, okay, what do you? I would take 230, but yeah, yeah, no, it's like, like, what do you want versus like what you'll take? Yeah, like I would take another like 220, because like you know if he's hitting 220, which he's never done in an MLB level before yeah. this year,
0: I would have taken two. Yeah, I would have taken 220,
3: 220, because you know he's still hitting tanks, but it's like 260. Like, if, like we don't need him to be a 300 hitter. If he can hit 260, because you know if he gets consistent playing time, 260, he can get 30 bombs. If he's sitting in the right spots, RBIs will go up. So I, 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 mean, there's not a there's not somebody on the team I'm rooting for more than him. You can just tell the work ethic and the energy that he he really cares and he's super passionate about this. And uh,
0: man, uh, one to
3: ten, confidence, confidence, like seven. Yeah, like even if he cools off to, like even, even cools yeah, off to two sixty to end the yeah. year, ending the year with two sixty and like twenty five thirty bombs.
0: Yeah, he's going to get 15 stolen bases. Like he's Come on,
3: he can like, field.
4: he'll yeah. be fine. You remember at the beginning of the year, we were standing
0: outside T-Mobile Park, Mariner Stadium, long lines to get in, and we're going through a whole bunch of hypotheticals, you know, as baseball fans do, and I said, would you take a Jared Kalnick Renaissance awakening, whatever you want to call it, if that meant Julio fell back down to earth and i think we even talked about like would you take kelnick's ops plus at 125 if that meant julio's was 100 and granted it's early and i'm sure your number for is gonna be really low but kelnick's ops plus is 166 julio's is 98
3: yeah like if i if i could take a like i mean 166 isn't they're both, the, both those numbers are equally as unlikely to stick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, if, if Julio's, even Julio could get to, like, 1 t- 10, then I'd feel a lot better, but.
0: So let, let's break Julio down in two numbers. This year, 1 to 10, how concerned?
3: For this year, I mean, it's still really early. Like, if he was still, if he's still doing this in, like, two weeks, three, a month, whatever then it's, like, going to be a lot higher, but he'll be fine. You can just kind of tell watching his at-bats that he's, I don't want to say trying too hard, but he's kind of trying. Like Swinging he's, too hard. He's really good at baseball. Like, you just kind of got to relax and trust your abilities. And it's like he'll – he just – he wants to do too much. Like, you just got to kind of relax, especially with the construction of the lineup. We have so many people who are going to strike out or hit a home run, the yeah. three true outcomes. We – like, Julio's good enough to Can not be that guy. Can't have that, yeah. Like, just rope doubles, get singles up the middle, steal bases, just take a step back and relax. Good vibes only. That's why I'm saying Gino, I think, will really help. Yeah. And there's still videos about Julio smiling and stuff. Yeah, he's fine. He'll be okay.
0: Uh, So, pretty pretty low on this year? This year, yeah. Long term? Now, if you're saying one month is pretty early for a season, one month out of a, a Potentially, what, 17-year contract?
3: Pretty low. But, like, are you swayed at all? I don't regret the contract extension. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going that far. I wouldn't, like, I'm not panicked for 17 years. Even if he struggles this year, not even, like, if he comes back a little bit, and even, he doesn't have to do what he did last year, but if he's able to come back and just show that he's still, like, it wasn't a fluke, that's if fine. his OPS plus is 100 at the end of the year,
0: then are you like, hmm. Not not regretting contract. But it's like, yeah, there's like, what's few up years with that? that? Like,
3: was that like an injury that was plaguing him the whole Like, that's the thing. That's what we do with Ty France is like, is he hurt? Like, we just don't know. Yeah, and I mean, he has the track record.
0: He'll be fine. I, I don't want this to be too negative because we're both, he'll be fine. But I do wonder. Yeah, if. At some point in the year, he can kind of turn it around and show, like, oh, yeah, he's fine, which I'm sure he will.
3: Yeah. Well, that's, we need to have that conversation later in the year. Yeah.
0: If it's July, like, if we're All-Star break, like, he's not on the All-Star team, not home run That's true. Like, then we're like, like Do you okay. judge
3: him if he doesn't make the All-Star team? Is that it? Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that. which is, first of all, it's very exciting to have that 22, 23-year-old superstar phenom that the bar is already there, that yeah. if he's not an All-Star, he's having a bad year. Yeah. Like, he could, like, I mean, it's going to be hard. Baseball's tough, but it's, like, he could be, like, a 15-time All-Star. Yeah. Starts so young.
4: Uh, finishing out the outfield.
0: Teoscar Hernandez, the big addition. Mm-hmm. Batting 213. Yeah. 45 strikeouts, three walks. That's three. I don't, I don't think that's good. 3 uh, eighty eight OPS plus He does have seven home runs. Which, like you said, with a couple other players, like even when they're doing really bad, which this is probably as bad as it's gonna get for Teoscar. Kind,
3: I mean, but okay, it, he's going to hit hard. Are runs. you able to pull up uh, strike uh, strikeout percentages for Teoscar uh, starting early this year and then just looking back last year? Because if that number, I bet you, for a lot of the the team, it's like yeah, they're struggling, but I bet you. Because of just the way, like there's what, uh, Gino and Cal, Teoscar. Um, there's a lot of boomer bust guys. Even though they're struggling a little bit, I bet you this, I mean, that's just who they are, which is.
0: Yeah, but I think for him specifically, like he's at 34 and percent. That's a lot. That's Well, high. yeah, him and Gino are both like top 10 in strikeouts yeah. this year. Um, the last two years, he's been 28 and 24 for Toronto. Which, again, we'd have to look at the, you know, the league leaders. That's still relatively high, but
3: 34, like, he can't be at thirty-four and a half. Like, if he's going to be at that number, it's not going to be great. Yeah. And, I mean, like, we we had that uh, homestand where he hit two home runs in a game. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he has seven home runs, which is uh, tied for our mm-hmm. team lead yep. uh, with Jared, right? Yep. yep. So, it's like, he's had hot streaks already to start the year. He's having a disastrously cold streak but he also hit that home run in Toronto to with i mean obviously without that home run we don't win that game yeah at the time it was like well you know you know low low leverage inning who cares hey, they who all matter care. but he, he was like over 7 i was at the game in Toronto he was uh that was tough that was tough to watch yeah. cuz it's like dude just struck out in three pitches twice and it's like this yeah. are you he was over 7 with or over 8 with seven strikeouts i don't know going into that bat or something like that throughout the, for the series and it's like, oh, he had a home run, but he also struck out seven times. So it's like, at what point? Yeah. But it's like, he'll, he'll, he'll never be the 280, 300 guy, and that's fine.
0: Do you know what he batted the last three years? No. 2020 shortened season, 50 games. Batted 289. Oh. 2021, batted 296. Oh, maybe he will be that. 2022, batted 267. So I think we forget that, like, and granted, we weren't you know locked in on Toronto games in the last three years. But he's not, I, he's not a boomer bust guy. Now, he's not going to be a big walk guy, like a big on-base percentage guy. I mean, he
3: likes to swing the bat. Yeah, but he's going to get hits
0: if he's not swinging at
3: like, everything. That's the thing. It's, it's like physically, I think these guys are fine. Maybe Ty France, I've heard that he might be playing hurt. Same yeah. with Cal Raleigh. He's been fouling things off, and his yeah. thumb is... Yeah, he's a out. catcher. Like, like, he's a, he'll always be banged up, yeah. which is just a bummer. But um, physically, I think these guys are fine. I think him and Gino. They're always going to be high on that strikeout list, but I think him and Julio were more similar. And I don't know if like
0: yeah, Julio the bad too. Vibes with it's with at the WBC, like something went wrong. They didn't have, have spring a training. Dude.
3: Yeah, that could be it. But they're both like
0: trying super hard. They're swinging at everything down and away.
3: Yeah, so it's like they're just they're just not picking. It. It's not that they're mechanically off. It, they're just swinging at the wrong things. Yeah. Like they're just not seeing the ball right. They're just not something. Something's yeah. wrong. I think that's the thing too and that's why i think carlos santana losing him is such a big impact because he's such a nice veteran especially for julio yeah. being so young like teoscar is like 30 like he'll yeah well that's why i'm not i'm not concerned about
0: julio i'm not not concerned about teoscar but at the same time like he could just be bad this year and then he won't be back so
3: yeah and it's like swanson's good giving up trading him to toronto yeah he like I said, I was at the games in Toronto and that was so sad. I mean, it was like I was happy for him, but he just mowed us down. Yeah. Well, it's in like,
0: fairness, like Oakland pitchers were mowing us down. So
3: that's true. Yeah. But I mean, he struck out Tao, So it's like yeah, that one. is like, ah, yeah. if he hit a home run, we could have just said it right there. But
0: all right, let's run through some of these. Um, I was going to say backups, but I guess they're DH guys, technically, for us because um, I want to get terrible. to the pitchers. Just rapid fire again
3: one being like they'll figure it out or 10 being nope they're not it this year uh AJ Pollock I'm I'm happy he's on the team I need him to get more not more at bats I'm I'm glad with the 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 number he's getting he's like last year I I was looking at the stats quote unquote down year but he was still really good against left-handed pit, uh, hit pitchers um so yeah I I like I like him I'm good I'm good on him for the year I think he's number Oh like one uh ten being the ten map. being like yeah I'm concerned like, like oh your ten is concerned, yeah. I'm like a two. Like like you never need if you need Pollock to hit like at a, an elite level, you're screwed. Yeah. So it's like for his role, I'm fine with him. Tom Murphy. Ooh. Um last year when before he got hurt, he was doing, really, really well. I mean it was tiny, tiny sample size. Yeah, but he was an underrated catcher for us. Last couple years that he's not been hurt, yeah. Especially with Cal, like we don't need Cal or we don't need Tom Murphy to do anything supremely valuable. I mean, good catcher. He he's always been a good catcher and good uh, with the pitching staff, or at least it seems. And you know, good against lefties. That's all we need him to be. And he's been at least the eye test. He's been doing better.
0: Okay, so you're saying at some point
3: it's for a backup catcher, like sure. Same thing with Pollock. Like if you need. Murphy to be elite, you're screwed, but we theoretically, looking at the paper roster, we don't need him to be elite, so but we need something. We need something, and we we've need been something getting, out of some of these guys. Do you have like last like week for Murphy? or last 14 days or whatever? That's... Which, granted, he's not playing every day, obviously backup catcher. But with Cal Rally being banged up theoretically, you need the catcher of all the positions, the backup catcher, obviously yeah, plays like we
0: the would most. need something. Uh,
3: the last seven days,
0: the last fourteen days, he's played. well, He has twelve at bats. He's batting three thirty three.
3: Yeah, so it's like I mean, he's been, he's been. Bad. it was a bummer. I think it was in Philadelphia that he had like. T- he was like two for three or two three for four, or whatever it was, and we lost. I so was it. like, oh yeah. dude, because you're sitting there like, I think the game before J.P. Crawford at the Grand Slam, and then the next day, so it's like you're telling me. J.P. Crawford Grand Slam. Best Tom Murphy offensive performance of the yeah the year so far, and we lose. Yeah, so it's like that's yeah, the problem. that's how but it works out sometimes. I think he'll be a uh, concern level for me, four or five. Like, I need a little more, but you can't expect him to do too much. Um, and if he gives you more than, more than just enough, I guess, then you take it. Yeah. Uh, Caballero, Sam Haggerty,
0: haven't mm-hmm. seen
3: Dylan Moore yet. Dylan Moore, I, I will say I'm very concerned in Dillamore Moore. Looking at his injury, he was yeah. you know ramping up, and then things went wrong. So it's like yeah. that. I feel like you always see that, that. That's always somebody in a year. You're like that's
0: a, uh, Robbie he's fine. too. Yeah. Well, that's a whole different thing. But
3: but yeah, it's like yeah, ramp, ramping. Like he's fine, up, and then he'll be back, and he's or like He'll start a rehab in a week, and then yeah. he starts the rehab, and then things just go yeah. wrong, and now he's shut down for another two weeks. That's called the Mitch so. Yeah. Um.
0: And well, yeah. No longer have, obviously, Tommy Lastella. Very happy. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Hummel's down. Taylor Trammell. Very happy. Yeah. Let, let's wait. He's had 10 plate appearances. Yeah, yeah. He had a great series in Oakland.
3: Yeah. Let's he pause. had a great Toronto series, which was one game for sure. him. He's undefeated, so we'll just leave yeah, it are that. The Mariners are, what, three, four and oh. Four and, yeah. Uh, since Taylor Trammell's been back. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. So if we're uh, just to quickly go back to the Caballero and Haggerty, kind of the same guys. In terms of what we need in role, um, backup infielders. Caballero apparently is the platoon with Wong against lefties, which coming into the year, that's not what I would have preferred. But if he can hey, do he's it, playing well. I like his approach. Like we have a, a lot of strikeout guys, early at least so far in the year. So it's nice to have a guy who's just going to make it, uh, you know, make contact, put the ball in play. So he's fast. Um he's able to like pinch running It's good. So excited for him. Even if he's not he's not doing like statistically. But that's you don't expect him to. Like he's a he's batting two fifty, that's better than better than a yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. also I mean, with a player like that and play any player you need to give them the right spots. Same that's the same thing with Tom Murphy. Like you need to have them in the right spots to succeed. Um and so far, Caballero is succeeding. Um, Haggerty, on the other hand, it's like it's kind of, I don't know. For what he brings, like like I said, those two are very similar in the roles that we need him to. Caballero probably wouldn't play in the outfield like Haggerty would, but yeah, which is probably why he's still there. But it's also, like, I don't know. Yeah. We have four outfielders. Like So Haggerty, concern level, I'd go like a seven or eight. And just in terms of like what I was expecting from him, Caballero, I wasn't- a- expecting anything from him, so I'll give him like a zero or a because it's like anything he gives sure. us is a bonus, yeah, um, I wish we weren't in a spot to need Jose Caballero, but I'm glad he's here to step up,
4: yeah,
0: yeah, f- for that stretch that yeah, when he first came up and like everything was kind of going downhill, I think he was a nice change of pace like, yeah, uh, sh- uh he was trying sunshine hard on a dark him. day where yeah.
3: it's like okay. And he 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 smiles a lot like that's the thing. We got a lot of people who love to smile. And yeah. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, at least those uh that energy is still around. Yeah, despite
3: Yeah. That's struggling a little We're bit We're talking about is the whole team struggling. It's like, yeah, but we still yeah. Still good vibes yeah. in the clubhouse. You're looking at good. pictures and videos and quotes and stuff.
0: All right. Uh let's go through pictures. Uh but let's take a quick break first. All right, we're running through some pitchers now. Uh, Just kind of getting a sense of where they're at. All the Mariners, starters, and relievers. Uh, We just found out, as we're recording this right in the middle of Friday night game, uh, that Luis Castillo may be uh, running into some big Jordan Alvarez-related issues. Uh, But that aside, he seems to be... Like, exactly what we thought we traded for and even more. Like, he's the bona fide ace. He's somebody that, you know, for the most part, we can count on every five days, which, you know, we haven't really had since Felix. Yeah. Like I, mean, I said I, I said on
3: opening day, it's like it feels good to have, like, a stud back that you can trust and that you're excited to go to the ballpark and watch. Yeah.
0: Like, we had Robbie Ray, even him, like, even when he's on... Still not quite the same feeling.
3: Yeah, it's also because he's not. Cause it's like when he's on, great. Like he'll give you six, seven innings. He'll get ten strikeouts. But then when he's off, the it's be, that's the difference between like a like a bona fide ace and just like a really good pitcher. Yeah, Robbie Ray's a really good pitcher, but he's when he's off, he's really really bad. Sometimes, like he'll give a lot of walks, a lot of hard contact home runs. Um, Castillo, even on his bad quote-unquote bad starts it'll s- gives you a chance to win
0: that's what you really love
3: how are we feeling about the young guys
0: the the, the proven mlb young guys i should say I said, bryce miller in very kirby, exciting in kirby and
3: in, in, in gilbert uh kirby very very excited uh he has three walks i'm sort of disappointed but
0: right yeah it'll happen
3: it's like wow just as many as
0: Taylor oscar <laughs> true um yeah, there's something we can track. Yeah, is Kirby gonna walk more people, or is Teoscar gonna walk more often? Um, if those two faced, like not to walk times, like times. Yeah, it would never.
3: Probably never. Maybe. Luck. Yeah. Uh, very excited with Kirby. Like last, um, you go back to Philadelphia, eight innings. He wasn't even at 100 pitches. Like mm-hmm. if, if we, if our offense wasn't like inept that get, that day, then he they could have sent him back out there for the ninth. Like, his pitch count was fine. He's really exciting. I love the way he throws strikes, and good strikes, too. Obviously, he's not just chucking it in there. Um, Gilbert? I'm a little more concerned about Gilbert. He's had good starts. He's had bad starts. ERA is, what, four something? Yeah, just over four, 4.01, which is fine. Because it's like you look at our rotation of, like, especially when you're healthy, which is tough because starting pitching health is very un unchall- Last year yep. we were blessed.
0: Which is why, for as many people who are like, oh, Marco's going to get traded, Flexen's going to get, like one of them will be
3: traded. Oh. Well,
0: this is why you don't.
4: Yeah. For those reasons. Well, but,
3: it's unfortunate that yeah, we'll get to that. Yep. But um, So it's like right now, like steel Kirby 1-2, which is nice to say for a young guy like Kirby that he's our yeah. second punch, and you feel good about it every second day. Or every like steal pitches, you're mm-hmm. like, all right, Ace is gone. Now we have to figure Maybe out Kirby. what, like, nah, Kirby's there. We got it. Um
0: Yeah. So if Gilbert can turn into like a really
3: good third,
0: like that's all he needs to be, which I think
3: he is. Yeah, he can there. be. Like even right now, yeah. like, I mean, his FIP's three
0: point one six. So it's not like he's struggling, but. Yeah, when he first came up, like we thought, oh, this might be our ace.
3: That's the thing. And then Joe every year, up. somebody comes up and does better than the last guy. And um,
0: ever since Hancock, twenty twenty four, could be, could be twenty twenty three.
3: But and there's there's more than that. Like Brian, uh, is that his name? Brian, Brian Woo. Like shoot, man, we got prospect. Like when you know, think we... you think trading for Castillo and giving up those guys, especially the top two, top two shortstops, you'd be like, man. What a bummer.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And I wonder if they thought, well, obviously they thought this through. That's their job. They're doing this 24-7. But it seems like the Mariners can can recruit, or not recruit, can foster young pitchers. And like you said, it's just going to be a wave after wave of like, even the guys we didn't know, like Brian Wu. Like, weren't you know top prospects? Even Bryce like Miller. Bryce Miller wasn't you know a top prospect until yeah, but yet hitters were struggling besides Julio and Kelnick. But like,
3: even then, like Kelnick just now was yeah. figuring but it out, but those two were like
0: two big prospects. Those are like top, like, we haven't one, had not like, yeah, we haven't had like Cade Marlowe, like, he might turn out, Trammell, hopefully, he turns out, but like but nobody else has. was
3: like a top, yeah. That's we don't a, have any like sleep. Like Bryce Miller is like a sleeper yeah. prospect that came out of nowhere,
0: which I guess was Cade Marlowe, but, but he hasn't but really had We don't know yet. So that's why it's interesting. Why trade, yeah, yeah offensive pieces for defensive? Like Norby v- Marte, yeah. again, might turn out
3: that, to be nothing, but could also be nice to have. Tough, yeah. the, well, that's, a, that's the thing we're talking about, trading our offensive prospects for a pitching. Maybe at some point we can trade our, our pitching yeah. prospects. Because, like, but as we've learned,
0: you need all the pitching you can get.
3: Yep. Yep. But you uh, know, like Kirby pitched eight eight innings, one run. We lost. So it's like yeah. Yeah. you need pitching. You need you offense. Need offense. So. You need
0: both. Uh, Marco and Flexen, kind of two sides of the coin.
3: Yeah, it feels like fans were like divided. Like you had to pick one. Yeah, as I feel a like fan. most
0: were in Flexen, and now yeah, because was are like, oh, dude, Marco.
3: Like cause especially, I think. A lot of people go to Flexen because he was moved to the bullpen last year, mm-hmm. when you know, like Kirby came up, and it's like, well, Flexen's better than Mark, or he at the point was doing better than Marco. So it's like, why does Flexen deserve to lose his spot? I think a lot of fans gravitated towards that, and knowing that Flexen would come out of the bullpen again, I think a lot of fans were like, no, nah, he needs to deserves, a, deserves to start. So, and then he got that opportunity. Unfortunately, Robbie Ray going out, Flexen comes in. Doesn't do it.
2: No, not
0: Which I was subservient to. Not of even surprised. close, really.
3: Yeah, like I was, I was always a marker guy over Flexen, but. Especially for that. I mean, the, we're talking about leadership. Marco's yeah. been here. Like yeah. he, he's a mariner. He's a dog. Yeah.
0: But I was still, like I knew Flexen was like, okay, tick starter, spot start, take over for Robbie. Like he'll be fine. I guess that's especially, not the case.
3: Especially when we thought Robbie was only going to be out like a month yeah you're like oh yeah uh, flexing can fine. get us a few starts yeah. Robbie will be back we'll be okay
0: do we see him barring another injury to the top four do we see him again
3: in the rotation I doubt it especially calling up Bryce Miller that just like is, is Bryce Miller well we can transition Bryce Miller is he up for good I think I, I, I read something about Jerry DePoto saying that he hopes to have Bryce Miller for the next 20-25 starts alright so it's like he'll be assuming he doesn't assuming obviously knock on wood whatever yeah he I think up. he's here. Well, and which I think is why they called him up, right? Because you could have called anyone. Well, like they called up Tommy Malone, spot start. They they called up uh, Easton McGee. Yeah, I, that was. I don't I, know. If, <laughs> I was at the game, and, and I'm sitting there like every worry. inning he's out in ten pitches, and I'm like, what? "Who was yeah?" He. I think he once even got through two innings on like eleven pitches. Um, he had a no hitter through six and two thirds. Yep. Then he gave up a rocket to Chapman. It was pulled, and that's fine. That's like, yeah, they were they were. I mean, don't get me wrong; they were hitting it hard basically all game. But uh, getting lucky with the fielding and all, whatever. But it's like they they have guys for spot starts. Miller is not one of those guys. Yep. He's up for good. He is here, yeah. and I think I don't know if it's it could be a mixture of this, but it's like the trust in Miller or the distrust in Flexen it's like you can't have Flexen start even five more times because that's uh, the way he's been going, five more losses. So you need something. So, I mean, they obviously trust Bryce enough to call him up for the rest of the year, hopefully, to replace Flexen. So it's like that's exciting. And I'm glad to be in a spot where our sixth starter sucks, so we bring up one of our prospects who once started in is very exciting. Like, yeah, at I mean, worst I'd case, like it's to... exciting to watch. How about that? Sure. Yeah. I'd like him to face a
0: major league team
3: first. but they're Actually, the athletics, their offense is not the problem, obviously. Sure, but. Still. You're looking statistically, like, they're, I don't know, better than us. They're around our level of offense. Yeah. It's just that, I mean, they're starting yeah,
0: they pitching. Can. Well, their bullpen. Yeah. once Their bullpen's well, yeah, they're the starting worst. Pitching they're starting, through especially
3: lineup. through us. Oh, my gosh, yeah. man. Did we run into, like, the three best pitchers in the league?
0: It seemed like it. I remember. The whichever game East and McGee started, I think I missed the lineup. So then I checked, you know how the game's going. Oh, they don't have a hit. I look the E McGee. I said what? I was like, wait, no, 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 Mariners pitcher. It's like, oh no, that is the Mariners pitcher. Yeah, right. Like, okay.
3: That I mean, I was like I said in Toronto, and I was like heading into that series, I knew who was going to pitch, and they just bumped the the rotation back. Logan was supposed to pitch in Toronto, he didn't. Um, and I was like okay that's kind of a bummer because it was going to be uh, Castillo and then it was supposed to be Flex and then Marco after they rearranged it mm-hmm. and I was like oh, okay well that's op- whatever and then I'm walking to the stadium a few hours before the game starts I check the lineup card and I'm like okay looking down Julio okay whatever I get down to the bottom it says McGee <laughs> and I'm like I have n- I, who is yeah. this and then I, I have to look and I'm like okay they called him up like what happened and, and I'm like that alone, talking about trust in Bryce Miller versus distrust in Flexen, that is the distrust in Flexen that they just didn't want Flexen to start against that Blue Jays lineup. Yeah.
0: Because I mean, you see it all the time that a pitcher comes up that hitters don't know. I mean, you say yes, they had harder contact, so a lot of it was luck. But throw out a new guy that they probably have never seen before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we it lost that
3: game, but it was in extras, one yeah, nothing. It wasn't so because it's of like, him. yeah, he did amazing. Hopefully, I don't know. I mean, they put him on the injured list immediately after. It's like, was he injured? I, yeah. Probably not. Probably yeah. like, not. Uh, but it would be you, Can you, tr- are they going to, well, especially bring up Miller. Like, he's not, like, McGee yeah, doesn't. Yeah, now what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. Uh, bullpen. I, I think the Mariners' new strategy should just be, like, bring in a random guy. Or a couple. Or a couple of random guys. They're going to pitch great. Now they should just trade him the net, like in the off season, and just, bring just reset new it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because it's like besides Munoz and Seawald, like Seawald's been son. here.
3: Yeah, like ever like Seawald was the random guy, and then he just yeah. he, he, at some point he just wasn't the random stayed, guy. Like yeah, Seawald. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then obviously Brash. But besides that, oh yeah, I when we're talking about pitching,
3: pitching prospects coming up, I mean yeah. Matt Brash didn't work as a starter, at least not yet. We're talking about Gilbert and coming up, and then what, but like, Matt Brash. I mean, that's the
0: benefit of having a bunch of like big time pitching prospects is that, yeah, you can move those guys to the bullpen. In theory, they'll be better so that like suddenly you have a loaded bullpen too. Because imagine so, Brash, he's probably there for, you know, the next five, 10 years, unless they move him to starter. Munoz will be there. And then you look at like Brian Wu. Yeah, it's like... Hancock,
3: I, like, why not... If, and if
0: we have six or seven starters, they start moving to the bullpen, then we have, like, a legit bullpen.
3: Yeah, it's like even uh, um, 110. Like, he's not, like, a big name, but they just brought him up. Like, he could just probably... solidify that bullpen. bullpen. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, that, I think that's what they've, they've transitioned him, because I know he's had a lot of up and down quality stats-wise, you know, whatever, in the minors, but I think they moved into the reliever, and, I mean, he's... I've seen highlights, man, that yeah he got stuff, yeah.
0: yeah, that's where what bullpen pitchers are, I guess, yeah, stuff pitchers. yeah,
3: like it's like that's what it is. same thing with that Brad. like starter, he has the stuff, as of right now, didn't work as a starter. That's fine. Put him in the reliever, roll
0: electric. But that doesn't mean we can take away from the the topas of the world, the spires of the world. Spire. like they're got, got. Penn Murphy. Pen Murphy, I he mean, might
3: be somebody that just kind of sticks around too. That's the thing, because it's like we're talking about starters. Like you can't all, you can't have five number ones. You can't have, you know, like we, you need a number five starter. I would say, like, you know, transitionally, Pen Murphy would be like the five starter in the bullpen. Like it's yeah. like you need a Pen Murphy in there. Like he's not shut, shut the door, lights out, kind of guy, but he's capable. He's able mm-hmm. to stretch over a few innings if you need him to. He shows a different arm slot than some of our other guys. His sweeper is insane; like it breaks like a. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, man. But yeah, he's a he's a change of pace, something different. Yeah, like, like you can't, can't all have Munoz and even Brash. Like well, even Seawall, like with the arm move. Like if you true. compare Munoz and Seawald, it's like how, how are they? How is even Seawald a better pitcher than Munoz is? It's Just like arm slots, sliders are nice. I mean, that's how I would build bullpen, and I know that
0: lots of people do, lots of teams do, of just completely different arm angles, slots, velocities, just so you have something for any different scenario. Right. And then it's hard to track. Uh, one quick thing on bullpen stats. We talked about Penn Murphy. 1.38 ERA, FIP of 4.36. Brash, 4.3 ERA, 0.98 FIP. So Brash
3: that's, is fine. He struggled. Well, there. yeah, I, I saw a stat. I don't know how long ago it was, but Br- Matt Brash leads the league in reliever war. can wow. grab war. Even though 4.3 ERA, so. Yep, so it's like, I don't know. I mean, like, it's just getting unlucky. Like, his stuff is there and strikes outs. A Brash, Munoz. Like, that's exciting. Like, you're saying 7-8-9, though. Like, you can, at, in some order, Brash, Munoz, and Seawald. That's nice. that's really exciting. Especially if your starter is able to get you six. Like, that's all you need. Plus. Every other day, I mean, you can't have those guys every day. So every other day, oh, no, like, what are you going to do? We got uh, Murphy and, and, you know, any of the young arms that might come up. And then, of course, the unknown guys, Spire and Topa and um, Got. Yeah, I also. mean, it's probably like we're set for a year, like just having one or two random guys yeah. go up. Because, like, until then, like, Penn Murphy's still relatively young. So it's like he'll be there. Yeah. Brash, Munoz. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm for keeping Brash in the bullpen.
0: He's shown he's can be dominant there. He, he could probably be a decent starter, and he may be a good starter, but why risk it? Like, Especially with the we need the
3: rotation we have. Yeah,
0: you need bullpen people. I miss Drew Steckenrider. I mean, yeah, I miss. That was Casey fun. Casey Sadler. Yeah, yeah, those were that was a fun year. But now we have Topa
3: and Spire Well, yeah, it's funny because Casey Sadler had like one of the lowest ERAs in Mariner history, and then the next year Eric Swanson also had a yeah. ERA under one. So it's like. I thought we were always just gonna have, it. and we might. I mean, it's just like you gotta find the guys that you can fit in the right pockets. I mean, Spire. Exactly. I don't. He's hasn't, thirty. hasn't given up a run. I'm gonna say he hasn't given up a Dopa. run. Dopa, but...
0: thirteen innings, two runs. So that's why it
3: happens every. They're, time. and it's like that's the thing. You gotta find them in the right pockets, and yeah. Yeah, I guess you can't really sell high,
0: because obviously other teams know that
3: bullpens yeah, are few. Baseball. It's, it's just yeah. kind of like um, I don't even know, like a running back in the NFL. It's like it's just, I don't know, low value per per like high value to a team as a group, yeah. low value individually.
0: Well, it, but then also different than that, just way more variance. Very yeah,
3: of like, and I guess that's the
0: case maybe yeah, with here. with other running backs like like Atlanta with Tal where they were the rookie. Mm. They're like fifth round pick. He was good. Yeah, who knows if he's going to be
3: the same next year. Let's get B. John Robinson. Like, he's really good. Yeah. It's like you can never... Like, the Seahawks drafted three. So it's like you can well, never have too many. And and injuries, too, because it's like... And it's kind of like the the White Sox, their bullpen, they went expensive, and it sucks. So it's like you spend a lot of money in that kind of spot. There's no salary cap like there is in, in the NFL, but it's like you spend a lot of money there in that group. You're Not that you're going to have problems. Like, you can spend money and be successful. Yeah. But if you can find high value, low financial cost, Mm -hmm. that's preferred. Yeah. Although, in baseball, that's the thing, too, when you're talking about, oh, well, this team could have done this. But like in any sport, except for baseball, oh, but you can't because you put your money here and here. But the Mariners or any MLB team, it's like, who cares? Which is, yeah,
0: that's a conversation for another time. But
3: that's what makes it hard as
0: a team like the Mariners compared to the Mets, Yankees. Uh, any other overarching thoughts?
4: Mariners related, baseball related. Still early,
3: so yeah. Overall concern, not super high. It's just like yeah. a four. Yeah, probably a four.
0: Because I mean, everybody's saying, "Oh yeah, we started slow last year." True, but I would prefer not to have like a fourteen game. Yeah, winning we can't streak. have a fourteen game winning like, streak every year. We can't. We can't be set on that. So no. this like this month has to be a lot better. Yeah. And it's started off better, but that's
4: Oakland, so. Yeah. Still undefeated so far. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's only 8.30 yeah, right now, yeah. so we won't check the score, but yeah. All right, Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm sure baseball season's only, what, like a fifth of the way over, so maybe you'll come on and we'll do more baseball, overarching baseball. We don't have to stick Mariners. But yeah, you'll come on again and Hopefully the Mariners will be playing better. Yeah. That's right. On. Yeah. Right. Only come
3: on if they start winning. Yeah.
0: All right. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. That will do it for the episode. Thanks again to Chris and Marlisha for coming on today. We will be back here on Wednesday. Uh, we'll be taking a, another look at the NFL draft, kind of putting a bow on that. And then we'll be reviewing uh, a movie that just came out. One of my favorite movies of the year so far in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So make sure to check that out. Uh, either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube, and we will see you on Wednesday.